0: Praise be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gives us power to live the victorious Christian life through His Holy Spirit, peace through His unconditional love, and who strengthens our faith through His fulfilled promises. Welcome to Sheer Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, on the shoreline. We are so happy that you are going to join us for the next 15 minutes as we study God's holy scriptures together my name is Patty Scalzo and if you are familiar with the program you know that my husband Pastor Greg Scalzo has been teaching a series on heavenly authority this is such an important topic for the church today for we need to be able to discern true heavenly authority from the Lord Pastor Greg has been conducting a background study in the Old Testament which has been fascinating to follow as we see who properly ministered the authority of the Lord and who did not. Last time we left off in the book of Leviticus, chapter 10, at the ordination of Aaron and his sons. We saw how Nadab and Abihu were devoured by fire that went out from the Lord because they offered profane or strange fire up to him. And we saw the admonition to Aaron from the Lord when he said, In the book of Leviticus, chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel, all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. With these words the Lord explained to Aaron what his sons did wrong and also it is a serious warning to those in authority. So now let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues this
1: important teaching. And you see the danger of frivolity in ministry. You cannot have a drunken attitude. You cannot have a frivolous attitude in ministry, which is exactly what Nadab and Abihu had. Either they had been drinking and they were frivolous, or they acted as drunk men. The point is, there is no place in ministry for silliness, for frivolity. And there's a point here for all believers as well as for those who are in authority. We must recognize the seriousness of the Lord's way. We must recognize that we're holy unto God. And the sacredness, the sanctity of those things connected to him, the sanctity of his word, the sanctity of his gospel, the sanctity of his songs, when we handle the holy things, when we handle the word of God, when we speak to others about Jesus... We have to do it with consecrated hands. We have to walk. We have our walk before them, how we live our lives. It has to be a consecrated walk. When we listen to his word, it must be with consecrated ears. To serve with a sanctified, consecrated heart. And many times, religion will hinder us from doing this. Because in the New Testament, and we'll see this as we go through. Every child of God, everyone saved by the blood of Jesus, is called as a priest unto God. We no longer have the Levitical priesthood. Every believer in Christ Jesus is called to be a priest unto God. We are a kingdom of priests, the Bible tells us, with the high priest as Christ Jesus to serve our God. And so because of that, we all sit in the door of the tabernacle. There are different leadership positions, but we all have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. We enjoy that fellowship, even though there are some corners of religion that still try to go back to the Levitical system. And they try to use objects and rituals to say, well, you are the people, you can approach God. And we have here a priest or a minister who can approach God. That's not the New Testament way every believer can enjoy fellowship with God and sometimes religion tries to stop that fellowship but also there are some corners of religion that because we can enjoy his presence because we can approach him we can touch him through Messiah that's the good news sometimes it tends to breed a familiarity that feeds frivolity there's a lack of a sense of seriousness there's a trifling there's silliness and empty-headedness and undue levity it's as though we're so familiar with him i have jesus as my savior i know him that we play with him that we play with the things of god that we lose any fear of God. Now, we know perfect love casts out fear. If we're truly in a love relationship with Christ Jesus, there is no fear. But those in that relationship will hold it as a precious pearl, as a wonderful gem, and they won't treat it with silliness or frivolity or something to be used one moment, maybe on a Sunday morning, and then cast aside for the rest of the week. They understand the sacred. They understand this holy, it's precious, the precious blood of Jesus. And those that love him will understand the seriousness that our God is a holy God. Our God is a consuming fire. And by his grace and by his mercy, we stand where we stand and we have the joy of fellowship with the Son of God. But sometimes in religion, the familiarity can be taken to a point that people can become silly and play with the holy things of God and treat the holy things not as sacred, but as instead as though they were drunkards or fools or fops or jesters, playing with the things of God in an irreverent manner rather than a quiet sense of holiness and seriousness as we stand shielded by God's loving kindness and by his mercy under the blood of Jesus. We have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ who chooses to call us his friends. He said, I am your master. I call you my friends, but we always have to remember that He is our Lord, He is our Master, and it's with both a sense of joy, happiness, and soberness. Soberness. They're not opposite words. You can be joyful, you can be happy, you could be blessed, you could be rejoicing in Christ, at the same time be sober, drunk in the spirit. But not drunk in silliness, with wine, with intoxication, with frivolity, understanding the seriousness of the matter. Holy unto the Lord are you. And with that soberness, we reach up and we touch the foot of the cross. and We understand his position above us and the position of that cross, the seriousness of what was accomplished at that cross with that sacrifice. They still don't do everything right, even after this. We read in verses eight to twenty that that goat that was offered for the sin offering uh, back in verse fifteen of chapter nine. Well, according to Leviticus, the word that God gave them in Leviticus chapter six and verse twenty-four, the Lord speaks to Moses to tell Aaron and his sons the law of the sin offering. The priest, in verse 26, who offers it for sin, shall eat it in a holy place. It shall be eaten in the court of the tabernacle of meeting. It could not be taken anywhere. They had to eat it in the courtyard where the sacrifice was made. Now, there were sin offerings that were made in which the blood was taken into the tabernacle and sprinkled inside the tabernacle. They could not eat of those. Those had to be taken outside the camp and burnt and they were offered usually for the more serious sins of the high priest but for the sins of the person that would come before the priest for the regular sin offering not the more serious sin offering the one whose blood was not taken into the tabernacle and sprinkled the priest was to eat and again there was provision made for the priest he was to eat the meat in the holy place of the court of the tabernacle so what happens it says in verse 16 of chapter 10, that Moses made careful inquiry about the goat of the sin offering. We read about that in 9:15. And there it was burned up, and he was angry with Eleazar and Ithama, the sons of Aaron who were left saying, "Why have you not eaten the sin offering in a holy place, since it is most holy and God has given it to you to bear the guilt of the congregation, to make atonement for them before the Lord?" See, its blood was not brought inside the holy, meaning the tabernacle. It was not a sin offering whose blood was brought inside, so they had to eat it then. Indeed, you should have eaten it in a holy place, meaning the courtyard, as I commanded. And Aaron said to Moses, look, this day they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord, and such things have befallen me. If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been accepted in the sight of the Lord? Given that the Lord was so angry that he killed his two sons, what difference would it have made? So when Moses heard that, he was content. He knew Aaron was a broken man. He was a humbled man. And you see here the, the burden of the priesthood. You know, Sometimes people look towards responsibility, and everybody wants to be a leader. But there's a tremendous burden that comes with leadership. Aaron saw two of his sons dead that day, and he's concerned now that the other two sons, not having done what was right, The same thing could happen to them, but God's mercy, he didn't do it. The burden of the priesthood, it's not a joyride. And as we come before the Lord and God calls us to special positions, it's not always a joyride. There is a tremendous responsibility. And we should never let the familiarity that we have with Jesus make us forget the fact that he's still our Lord and it's a serious burden and we're wholly on to God and we have to approach it with seriousness and soberness and discharge the trust God gives each of us. Father we thank you for your Holy Word. We ask Lord God that we would balance all the things in your scriptures aright in Christ Jesus name. Amen.
0: What an interesting point at which to leave the study. In our next broadcast Pastor Greg will be continuing the series on Heavenly Authority. So if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from in-depth Bible teaching, please tell them about our program. And as always, we love to receive letters of encouragement from our listeners. Also, if you appreciate hearing She'er Jashub on your local station, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry of She'er Jashub. All correspondence and donations should be sent to... Shiar Jashub, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Again, that's Shiar Jashub, S H E A R hyphen J A S H U B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And please include the call letters of your radio station. And if you will be in the Connecticut area, let me invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shia Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the town of Madison at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building and we meet on the upper floor. Please join us for our next broadcast of She'er Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.